Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Jason. Welcome to the podcast. That's me. Hello. Today's topic, Power Rangers Zeo. It is the continuation of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which aired in 1996. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. We were always going to do this. We said when we reviewed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which I still think is the longest episode of Sounds Like Comics. We went. We could beat that today. We <laughs> I don't do think it. so. We challenge we... ourselves. <laughs> I'm not willing. <laughs> I was then for Mighty Morphin. <laughs> but um, yeah, wow, here we are. We're finally doing it. And not just Zeo, we're going to follow up with. Power Rangers, what's it called? Power Range, a Power Rangers movie, Turbo. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. That's what it's called. Yeah. I have watched it, but anyway, that's that's for later <laughs> on. For now, Power Rangers Zeo. You stuck with Power Rangers being younger than I am, longer yeah, than sure, I yeah. did. Like yeah. I finished <laughs> at Mighty Morphin, and and that was it. And when I watched it, when it was airing, I loved it like most kids, you know, the same age did. And mm. I just didn't watch Zio. And going back and watching Zio now, it's like, oh, it really is the next season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like it, I feel it's like... Season four. Like, it's it's pretty yeah, much season four. I've missed so much. So I've generally <laughs> enjoyed the experience. At the same time. Going back. Probably, <laughs> probably not that much. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of repetition, but... It's those actors, those characters, you know. Yeah, that's right. Keep doing what they do. So there's uh, there's definitely there's definitely fun to be had. Now I can't remember when when we did Mighty Morphin, was that before Jason David Frank passed away? Yes. I I would say so. Yeah, okay, because it, it definitely hit differently, like just loving yeah. any time he was on screen. I mean, I've always been a fan of Tommy Oliver. I mean, come on. Who isn't a Tommy fan who watches Power Rangers? But, uh, yeah, it hit differently watching him in Zio. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it was because I, I feel like when I was watching, like, they're doing the rewatch here, it was the first time I think I was watching Power Rangers and, and being like, hey, look, yeah, there is Tommy. And, yeah, with the passing of Jason David Frank, like, yeah, no, it was, it, yeah, like when we watched Mighty Morphin, it hadn't happened yet. So, yeah, it's still pretty fresh. Well, here is a Red Ranger, which is a big change. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, the, the show starts. Um, and, I mean, like you, like you said, you know, it's it really is like season four, but it's like this starts pretty much where we left off, like almost like, hey, we've got to, we need to wrap up the cliffhanger and then get them back to get them back to being rangers. Like there's all this stuff that was left dangling and you're right. Like new, a new color set, you know, where it's, it's weird. Like this, the theme that they've, that they went with, with this season. Now obviously like, you know, like they do the adaptions of, of like the super Sentai series and, and stuff. And this is the first, year where they properly embraced like the the costume change they they weren't like oh we're just going to keep trying to use 
what we've what we've got for the Mighty Morphin suits, and then oh look, we'll do like the Ninja Rangers and stuff, and try and like mix it up. This was like a pure hey in story in narrative. We're doing new powers, new suits, new colors, um, and they essentially have this weird like we're shapes, but it's also some sort of like Egyptian kind of design on them, and then like we're just going to call them. Zero Rangers one to five. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just so simplistic in what it is. It's it's yeah, it's, it's unique. Yeah, it is. And then yeah, and then they've all got different shapes. So he's what does he have? He's got the the star shaped visor. Star. And it's funny the like the numbers correspond with it's sort of like it's not quite like the edges of the shapes or like the corners even, but it's kind of like corresponding like the circle is sort of just like well it's just one kind of line so it's number one and then you've got two circle like things so that's two uh you know you've got a triangle three a square four and then the star five points of the star i mean you know, it's not it, really consistent but like there's it a thing kind there of it kind of works but it's also depending not solid. yeah <laughs> depending on the shape though the visors aren't always practical. Like, imagine if your visor was a star. Like, do you know what I mean? You can have a few blind spots. <laughs> like, they, they're not the most practical, but for the most part, you know, the you know, the suits are pretty cool. I mean, I'll always love the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers costumes. I mean, that was, I mean, that was that was the original form, yeah. and that's a, and that's a classic. And when you do see them hanging up in the background of the new command center, you're like, oh, that's a. Oh, they're better. You keep teasing me. Show me the better Mighty Morphin costumes. It also makes no sense that those costumes actually exist. Like, like they're real costumes. Right. The costumes just do not make sense at all. The the just morphing in general, like at times when they don't yeah. necessarily need to. Like when they first get the Zeo crystals, and they're all amazed at each other's costumes, and and there's like there's a threat that they need to go and you know and solve. And they're already in the costumes, and then they morph. You can't double morph, like you know what I mean. Yeah, I think besides like that first episode or the second episode when it when it when like you're referring to, I think any time after that where they're already kind of in costumes, but they're like you know they're they're debriefing or they're doing something or they're trying to come up with a new plan, and then instead of like doing the morphing thing, they're just like back to action. It's it kind of just grates me every time they say it. I don't know. It's just. Which you know what's interesting. Back to action. Just hearing you say back to action and knowing you were gonna say it put a smile on my face. I like it. (laughs) I do generally I do generally like it. It's such a ridiculous thing to shout. Like why can't they just be like all right, let's go? Like and then that's not have them go like ah come on. It has to it has to be a call. (laughs) Like they have to because it replaces the you know, it's morphin time, but like, yeah, we're already more. Okay, well, Let's just get back to action. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. You know, have you have you got up to Cosmic Fury yet? I know you're doing the Dino show. No, no. Um, yeah, I put that on pause to watch this and then the movie, and then I didn't okay. want to dilute my thoughts about this until we recorded, so I've kind of put a pause on it, but I will smash it, and then I will get up to Cosmic Fury and that's and we can talk about that, I guess. And that's fine. <laughs> but the reason why I'm bringing it up, I'm not going to say anything about the show, but Cosmic Fury and other later iterations of Power Rangers 
what dilutes it for me is there's so many different teams of Power Rangers. Like, and that's, yes. you know, whether you're reading the comics or you're watching the later TV shows. But when you go back to Mighty Morphin, Zeo, Turbo, you have always one team. team. Always one yeah. team. And yes, you got the Alien Rangers. And no, know, doesn't count. Things. They're on a different planet. There's other Rangers things. On a planet. But you do have your Rangers. Like the corner yeah. of the only Power Rangers. And it's almost and it was like... Always, it, it was like when... Like it would have to, like their power, something would have to happen to their powers. You know, like the Mighty Morphin, you know, the power coins would be damaged. Therefore, they needed to get a new power set. The, the, the Zords were destroyed. So they needed to unearth like new Zords or build new ones or something. And that's what's happened here with Zero. It's like we need a new power. We're using the Zero crystals with, that was, you know, they talked about them and you know they did stuff with the zero crystals at the end of the third season of mighty morphin which leads into them getting a new power set all that kind of stuff and it continues one team when yeah i mean jumping forward to bloody the, the turbo series you know when they do a team change it's the the rangers as we know it like they move on to something else like those characters leave they're no longer power rangers and the power rangers are then replaced and it keeps going like that's a cycle for a few seasons until i think it's like after space or after lost galaxy or something where suddenly it's like there are multiple ranger teams or at some point they just stop caring that they're uh, i don't know it's it's weird yeah, I don't like that, if I'm honest, there being multiple ranges because you're watching the show. You've got your core team. It's like, okay, these guys are the Power Rangers. And then you're just hearing about, well, all the other Power Rangers have been captured. <laughs> and this Power Ranger team, they're still fighting strong. Like, hang on, hang on. Who who are the Power Rangers? Like, <laughs> It's like anyway. when they did... They do like those. I can't remember what se seasons they've they've done it in, but later later on they do like the big like crossover ones where they've you know got old rangers from the past showing up, and sometimes they have like some of the rangers, and it's like um, those two rangers were actually the same character, so like they can't kind of exist at the same time. Like that doesn't really sense. make sense. But then yeah, they've. I mean, we we reviewed Power Rangers. Once and Always, that Netflix yeah. special. We really enjoyed that. Zach's back. Billy's back. They're both morphing. Great. They're Mighty Morphin no Power issues. Rangers. I've got no issues, even though there's other Power Rangers <laughs> from different teams. <laughs> so when it comes, comes to the originals, I'm fine. But anyway, it's, I don't know, it just makes it seem a bit lesser, like less special. Well, I think all the stakes as well, you know, like, Okay, cool. Like, you know, like, oh, the command center is destroyed. The power coins are destroyed. We've lost that power. It's like, oh my God, that's really dramatic. And then I think we talked about this when we did, you know, once and always. It was, why are the body morphin power ages still a thing? Like, wait, like, what's happened? But then they did explain it, didn't they? Actually, I think Billy had recreated the power coins or something. I don't know. I think something was justified, but still stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, Billy is the reason why I'm watching Cosmic Fury in the first place, if I'm honest. Sure. Having Billy Cranston back, uh, David Yoast, having him back in the role. And, oh, we're going to talk about him during this <laughs> review. Uh, wow, we'll we'll get to that. But we'll, we'll work our way through, uh, through the Rangers. Uh, who do we have next? We have uh, Johnny Young Bosch, Adam Park. 
Adam You've always Park. hated him, haven't you? I've not always hated him, but he bothers me. I don't know. I've, if I'm honest, it's nothing personal against him, the character of Rocky or Aisha. For me, they were the first ones that came in and replaced like the original, the original Rangers. Yeah, I think that's like what it the is. Invader, the invading yeah, Rangers. That's what it is for me. But something about Adam in particular. Yeah, no, he, he always has rubbed me up the wrong way. Here he's Zeo Ranger Four. Um, previously he was the second Black Ranger, Black Ninja Ranger. Uh, he's got the rectangular visor. So there you go. It's a little bit more practical than a star. <laughs> it's, it's very visor-like. Um, you know, there are there are legitimately multiple episodes in a row where he features in them. Like, he's there. Literally has nothing to say. Like, there's just no... It's really noticeable. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But... Having said that as well, there's also some, and I did, you did send me through the episodes that you did watch. I'm sure we'll, we'll go through them and all that, but there's a big chunk of, of episode, like the first like 25 episodes where I look at it and go, wow, nothing really much of substance happens in that first 25 episodes. Not until we get to like the gold Ranger stuff and all that story arc, but there are some interesting episodes in that first chunk of episodes. Um, I think I'm saying episodes too many times. But and there's literally a couple like back-to-back Adam-focused episodes where he actually has things to do, things to say. Yeah. Like, um, it's it's all right. He's He does okay. But then suddenly when the episodes aren't about him, just push to the background and it's just like it, it's just forgotten about. But that's, yeah. you know, no different to like, you know, you know, is it Tanya? Tanya? Whatever her name is, Tanya? Um, and even, you know, like Adam, not Adam, the other one, uh, Rocky, to an extent, like when they don't need him, he's there. But it's like Tommy's always got center stage. Catherine always has moments, even though when the episode's aren't about her, she still gets a lot of screen time. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. just Adam. Johnny Young Bosch just gets a bit of a red, a, a raw deal unless the it episode does. is focused on him. It does, but then again, I mean, you know that I always refer back to that scene with him in the Power Rangers movie where he's on the alien planet and he's sulking because he's the frog and the alien warrior, you know, like a frog that you kiss and turns into a prince, you know. Ah, it's not the actor's fault. It's the material he's given. But, you know, one of the episodes um, that I did generally like, and it was an episode focused on him and Skull, uh, Instrument of destruction that's the one where there's a mysterious musician in angel grove high Mm. being pursued by prince sprocket king mondo Uh, but in this one we find out that skull can really play the piano and there's you know there's fun to be had in that episode and that was that was a an adam episode yeah and i think that's the one i'm referring to like there's that and then literally the the episode following that mean screen where he he sort of like befriends a like a like a computer guru kind of guy, and it's all very nine, very mid nineties computer stuff. But there's like a virus that comes, and then there's one of the monsters is like linked to the virus, and it's all crazy. But you know he's got stuff to do there, so it's like yay, more Adam stuff. That's back to back Adam episodes. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, true. And you mentioned you know like Adam, we've got Rocky DeSantos uh, played by. Steve Cardenas. Yeah, but Rocky again, like following following Jason, like 
the original leader of the of the Power Rangers. And we'll save it for the Turbo movie, but holy shit. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it there. But what's funny with, yeah. with this character, okay, when when he came into Mighty Morphin and obviously, you know, took took over that role, the thing is, because you had the Tommy character as like the leader of the team, it's not like the like the Red Ranger leadership kind of pressure was on the Rocky character at the time. So it was like he kind of sl- like sort of slinked in as, hey, he's the new Red Ranger, but he didn't have that pressure. Like, hey, well, you're the new leader now. It's just like, oh, no, no, you're just, you know, you're one of the other supporting I know, Rangers. That's so the, kind of, it was fun. That's the, the visual, though. That is the visual yeah. as a fan. Like, Red Ranger is the leader. Even in later seasons, it's still a case of, Red Ranger being the leader, but Tommy yeah, which was is what such a popular character that it just yeah. made sense for the show to have him as the leader. Well, in the show, obviously, they've reverted to Tommy again, you know, being that Red Ranger and the leader with, if you want to call it a downgrade, Rocky is the, the blue Ranger. Um, it's it's funny, like, Mike, I'm more familiar with the Rocky character as featured in the first Power Rangers movie. You know, that's the thing I've watched. I can't say I've watched season three of Power Rangers, you know, like multiple times again and again and again. It's it's that Power Rangers movie that I've, I've watched multiple times. And, and it's, it's how his character's portrayed in that, that I've got it. And he doesn't do anything offensive in that movie. And when I say that, I mean, in this show, or at least in, in this season, he just seems like a dumb, like... Just kind of shitty character, just yeah. like a real dopey. Well, he's the dumb like, jock, and Jason was never that. That wasn't what Jason was. No, no, he's cool. He was cool, <laughs> but that's yeah. No, they just he just seems so dopey that every time he's on screen, like he's doing something silly, and when he does have a moment, I can't remember which episode it is, but he has a moment to sort of like, at least he thinks like he should kind of take charge or like oh i think i can handle this you know this monster or whatever myself he'll he goes and does it and then he basically like just stuffs everything up like it's all yeah. it's very I, yeah he's not a great character and again not the actor it's just i mean oh, maybe it's part of how he's portraying it but just what they've written for the character is just it just seems really dumb we um, we talked yeah. about it on once and always because he comes back as well and he, yeah, yeah, he he morphs like you know we get to see him morph, and he's the Red Ranger again, and he shrinks and, when he morphs. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and that is he's stocky, muscular, but he's a lot bigger now than when he did Power Rangers. Like again, like he's in shape, but he's just he's bigger, and then he slims down when he morphs. Which <laughs> anyway, it was just a one-hour special on Netflix, you know, it's which fine, we did it's fine. enjoy. I mean... uh, <laughs> It's not like he completely changed shape or became bigger, taller. Like that would just be ridiculous. Um. Anyway, that's a that's the next podcast again. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's our next <laughs> our next review. Um. And then yes, in this, as you said, he is the Blue Ranger. Uh, what does he have? He's got a triangle visor. So that's the that's the helmet. Well, that's the, so that the visor he has. That means he's Zero Ranger Three. See, it does. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does. Uh, it does. It does make sense. Uh, Tanya Sloan. 
honestly, I didn't know this new character even came into it. I just thought it was still Aisha. Without watching Zio, I didn't realize that character had gone away right. and we had a new right. Yellow Ranger. Well, not when I'd not seen it. I'd, I'd, I've not no, even seen well, it. I just thought, because Adam and Rocky were still in it, I just assumed that uh, Aisha was also still in it. I can't remember exactly when it was. I mean, obviously, it was the third season of, of Mighty Morphin. But I remember, like, we had her character when they were doing, you know, like, when they turned into kids and they were going on, like, the Zeo Crystal Quest stuff and they had to all go and, like, back to their countries of origin and, like, discover themselves and, and all that kind of shit. She featured in that. Yeah, or, she, like maybe they oh, use that it's... as a handover. There was something there. There, there was. was well, when it was Aisha towards the end. Well, Aisha, the end. when she went for her zero crystal in Africa, she decided that she wanted to help the animals who were sick. So she sent Tanya back with the zero crystal in her place. Initially, she oh. returned as a child, but then the right. zero crystal made Tanya the same age as the other rangers which she gradually got used to. And when I say gradually got used to, never mentioned it again. That's that she's weird. A child that's actually weird. Living that's in a teenager's life. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I completely forgot. I mean, to, to be fair, I completely forgot that that's exactly what happened. Because um, <laughs> like, I didn't remember that. I thought she, it was her mission that she was going on. Um that changes the context for literally her whole character in this show. And they should have lent into that. Like how weird is, how weird would it be to have a, essentially a child as a power ranger? That was turbo. Just I've got to stop doing it. I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like okay. A child she, in the body of like a teenager. Yeah. It's only a few years, but it's never like, mentioned again. Never mentioned again. Um, I think one of the early episodes, she like, kind of dates some guy like i don't know it's weird everything's very weird it's very weird strange i don't like this and on her visor two horizontal lines so there you go there we go zero ranger two yep (laughs) (laughs) who we got next Catherine sutherland as Catherine. cat tillard yeah okay Catherine as Catherine. that is (laughs) that is right you know i had a memory i guess from being a kid Maybe it was just one episode, and for some reason, I just took this as the character. Did Kat get transformed into an actual cat yes. at any point? When she was introduced, Rita had, um, the, I think, I think she she definitely got turned into a cat. Like she, yeah, she, she's from Australia. She is a real person. Rita turned her into a cat to spy on the Rangers oh, or right. something, and then. And she was like evil and and all like she was possessed. Because I but always then... remembered it as, or I guess my memory of it is like she was an actual cat that got turned into a human and then lived out the rest of her life as a human. Can but you like, imagine a cat being a Power Ranger? That would just be bizarre. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. <laughs> and she will the, the second Pink Ranger, and you know, just like anyone following Rocky, not Rocky, because Rocky did follow Jason. Anyone following Jason, she's following Kimberly Hart. Most people's first crush, Amy Jo yeah. Johnson. Here we go. She's a cutie. It's all good. Like <laughs> it. It works. And she's um, absolutely. She's absolutely fine. And and she is Australian, isn't she? I know she's playing an Australian. It was, no, I'm not like 100%. Yeah. She's absolutely Australian. 100%. Yeah. 
Okay, then the accent's fine then. I just wasn't sure. It's a bit cartoonish. <laughs> it? It's a bit cartoonish. I'll, I'll admit, maybe it is because, look, like we remember like when the three, you know, like red, yellow, black got replaced and it was all a very icky situation, you know, like they were, they essentially walked off the job, pay disputes and stuff. They they recycled footage to kind of keep them there for a few episodes until they established these new characters to come in and take over. And it was like a weird handover. I don't know. Maybe that's why it was always kind of weird with those three. With Kat, though, she came in as a villain. Like there was, you know, the bond with like Tommy. And then it was almost like Kimberly, the character Kimberly gave her her blessing to. Like in, a, in an actual real narrative way, like and I passing think that of the really talk. helped her character. Yeah. yeah, it actually it helped a little bit better. So I've never had an issue with Cat. Like, and I mean, again, familiar with her fair. in Turbo and the Turbo movie and stuff. Like, so she's sort of been a bit of a like a like part of the Power Ranger furniture. Like, she's she's been around for a bit, and then obviously she was still hanging around when we got to that um uh, once and always thing so it's like it's there but again with your with the episodes that you said that you watched or didn't watch there's there's a pretty important sort of trail of episodes because at this with the tommy character he's still dating kimberly throughout this show until we get to episodes 15 16 17 there's no business like snow business the first of those episodes kimberly or like uh, tommy receives a letter from kimberly basically She's saying that it'd be better, you know, like if they, you know, they've been apart, it's long distance, it's not really working. She breaks up with him. So there's this whole thing with Tommy, like over the next three episodes, it's about him. They go on a ski trip to sort of get his mind off things and stuff like that. But it's him sort of overcoming that, you know, major thing in his life. So there's a big character moment for him. But what's interesting is that at the end of these three episodes, he he gets um there's like a date that he's setting up with this girl that he met when he was at skiing she's over she comes to angel grove to see him and stuff but then he kind of realizes like cat helps him set up this thing like as a surprise like this date thing for him and this girl when she arrives to sort of surprise him and you know eventually tell her tell him that like oh look i've got this girl that i brought her over here he actually thinks that she set up the date for him and her and he then realizes he has feelings for her there's this whole character development thing between the two of them very important stuff and then pretty much from then on out or i think it's a couple episodes later but like they're like together so it's like that's where it all starts and again once and always it's implied that they're still together and they have a kid they have a kid, yeah, and they've carried that on in the in the comics as well. Uh, yes. From Boom, also the, Boom Studios. The there's a there's a stupid little Christmas episode, but it has like the the Christmas episode has like a narrative structure with with a with somebody telling a story to their you know like there's a fire, it's all Christmas setting and stuff. They're telling a story to their grandkid it's revealed at the end of the episode that that's Tommy. Um, and we don't know if this is canon because obviously it's just like a Christmas episode and it's obviously years in the future, but he's married to Catherine and they've had a kid or multiple kids um, and that's their grandchild together and stuff. So it's sort of the show pretty much implies that it's like, well, they're together forever now, which is a big deal, I guess. No, that is that is pretty anyway. cool. You know, you were just talking and saying actual character moments. You know, like actual not just 
recycled action footage, you know, actual actors storing emotions. I watched a few months ago uh, the Power Rangers movie with my youngest. Uh, she's six. And the first one? Or? The first one, yeah, the one that came out in yeah. the 90s. And we got almost an hour into the movie. And when they're on that alien world, there's a moment between Kimberly and Jason, and you know she's a bit uh, distraught, and he generally inquires to see if she's okay. And I realized this is the first real moment in this entire movie. Everything else was like a caricature of real life. We're almost an hour into the movie and everything just stopped and two characters were able to have a sincere dialogue exchange. It was Yeah, like she was concerned about Zordon's life, you know, like father figure kind of thing and it's all. Yeah, no, man, that's real. Until then, it was just sort of like quips and gags and action and anyway, it was just, it was. I mean, I'll say like, you know, like, in this show, when when Tommy receives that letter from Kimberly and he literally goes off by himself, he's like on the beach, and then there's like there's like a really I, don't know, I can't stress this enough, a really lame like montage thing of like little clips <laughs> of you know key moments of, of him yeah. and Kimberly like it was the nineties. <laughs> like it's but it like I hate using the word, but like actually cringy just so cheesy <laughs> like just you know like you've got his sad mopey face and then there's just like fades of transitions and the music man like, oh it's, it's, it's terrible but good seeing kimberly <laughs> even in uh archival footage oh it's always good seeing seeing kimberly austin saint john returns as jason lee scott We've mentioned Jason, mainly me, a couple of times already <laughs> this episode. But I mean, I knew before even watching Zio that he was the Gold Ranger. So the misdirection was completely lost on me. But I feel as though even if I didn't know, there's no way I would have thought that it was Billy. You know, they kept trying to nod like, hey, who is it? Like the Gold Ranger would turn up. And just before That's that, right. Billy's like, oh, um, hey, guys, I need to go and do something over here. Then <laughs> I like in my memories of the show, like I don't think I watched Zero properly. Like I, I remember bits and pieces of it, but I have this distinct memory of like what seemed like they were fighting over like some pyramid thing, which I then realized was the I think it was like the King for a Day episodes or something, you know, like when they go to like the battle arena thing. That's yes. what my memories were. But I just remember that setting of like it, it seemed like they were on this like this very uh, Egyptian Aztec kind of world and something's happening. And I remember this scene of like the Gold Ranger and he takes his helmet off and it's Jason. And I just remember thinking that was like a reveal of like it's been him this whole time. So as they're doing all the like, the whole like Gold Ranger like mystery, and then there's that scene where it's like they, you know, they're on the beach, and then it's like that alien with like three personalities or whatever kind of body he's got like three you know you know the guy and i'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> like I, i'm like where is jason <laughs> like where is he like isn't he him i didn't know what was happening so yeah victim yeah. of my of my false memories <laughs> i guess i mean it was so long ago that you watched it but yeah, but it ends up being 
being Jason. It wasn't quite as cool as the reveal. Remember watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the White Ranger, and it's Tommy. That was so cool yeah. <laughs> when it was Tommy. But it's good seeing Jason back. There's his whole backstory. So you've got Trey of Triforia. He had to return to his planet. Tommy went and found <laughs> Jason to take the place of the Gold Ranger while he was gone. Uh, he's got his big pyramid shift. He's got the gold power staff. Uh, I mean, during the series, again, they did try and tease or point to other characters to build speculation, you know, whether it could be uh, Billy, Jason, not Jason, Tommy's brother, David Trueheart who was Jason David Frank's real-life brother playing that character, playing his brother on screen. They even tried to make us think it was Skull, but nobody thought it was Skull. And then eventually, you know, it's really <laughs> to be Jason, who obtained the powers of the Gold Ranger after Trey lost the ability to transform. It's different to what they did on the Japanese series, the Gold Ranger is 600 million years old, and the character who played him was a 12-year-old boy who became the size of an adult whenever he morphed. Well, of course, they saved that for Ridiculous Turbo. concept. What are you talking about? <laughs> Would never happen. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, there we go. I mean, it's a cool-looking costume, and just like what the Green Ranger had, you know, this Gold Ranger has got a shield which, you know, adds a little bit extra than what all the other Rangers have. So cool design. I mean, it's cool having, like, gold. Like, the gold Ranger, like, that's a sick colour. It's it's all, everything's cool about it. And I think, like, narratively, it makes sense that when they were like, look, we need to pick someone to take on this mantle and be this gold Ranger, that they went to Billy and was like, oh, look, the situation was that, like, you know, you kind of lost your ranger powers because there weren't enough crystals all that kind of stuff there was only five but now here's this opportunity for you to be a ranger again but then there was some like half i can't remember the reason what was some stupid half-ass reason why he couldn't do it some issue the next best choice go back to one of those characters that was a ranger left for at least in story you know like the guy had to go and you know do their peacekeeping like volunteer whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell it was it always know, sounded hokey but it yeah sounds stupid um but like get that guy back and you know like he was the leader of the rangers bring him back and there's something nice about tommy you know like who essentially took over that leadership role from jason you know like being the character to be like i know the guy I'll be right back. And essentially, it was like bringing him in. It's like, that means he went out, tracked him down, was like, we need you. Like It is it's a again. good it's, way it's, of doing it. It's showing he's accepting him back into the fold. Yeah, no, it was a good way of doing it. But the, you know, the original Gold Ranger that we get here is a tray of Triforia. I thought they were using some camera trickery. They actually cast triplets to play that character. Yeah. Ted, no, Tim, figured... and Tom. <laughs> that's, the, that's the guys. I figured that was the only way because I'm like, nah, this show isn't good enough. To, to, all the camera tricks. They were, it, it was done. Yeah, it looked too, it just looked too real. I was like, nah, there's just three guys there. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So that's, uh, that's how they did that. As the voice of Zordon, we've got Robert L. Manahan. And I've got to be honest, I thought, 
it was always oh and I'm blanking on his first name, uh Fielding. Original Zordon from Mighty Morphin. Oh, the guy that worked for like he, he came into the studio for like two hours and uh that was it. He <laughs> did all his recordings <laughs> oh, and they just looped his vi- they looped the video. Oh, Fielding, you know who I'm talking about. Is it David Fielding? I think maybe so. but I always thought Zordon was the same actor, but no, it's somebody completely different here and the way that we get zordon in zeo is very different from memory at least to mighty morphin because in mighty morphin the head would move and he'd actually be looking in the direction of where the rangers were whereas (laughs) that's not happening in this it's really quite odd he's just looking at a random space in the command center i think Maybe it's because, like, okay, the, the footage that they did have of him, and then maybe, like, the way that his, like, power chamber tube thing or whatever, like, is in, like, this, the command center here is, like, a lot bigger. So, I don't know, maybe it just didn't work. Like, oh, we can't it's, make him look down. I know, but it's like, why doesn't it look as good as it looked in 93? In... In they spent too much on the redesign of, of the command center. I, I, had to, I had to look up the actor just to give him credit. Uh, David J. Fielding. That's who yeah, played had it. You know, the original Zordon. I just, yeah, I just uh, didn't mention the J part. But uh, yeah, so but Zordon, you know, he's here. Um, originally, I don't know if you know this, Zeo was to stand for Zordon of Eltar's Odyssey in reference to Power Rangers Alien Mentor, but it was changed to just an alien term for a power crystal, which was introduced in the latter part of Mighty Morphin. So there you go. So originally, I like that. I like that. Yeah, but they decided, nah, it's just an alien crystal. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Alpha Five, you know, it's always uh, always Still fun there, to see yeah. him. Zordon's robotic assistant, who's in charge of keeping the power chamber working, and he was so credited. We've got Richard Wood. Um, oh, he's the voice, and Richard Stephen Hovitz. He's the guy in the suit, I guess. Oh yes, must be a pretty short guy. Yeah? Have to be. Surely. I'm going to Google. He doesn't look that short. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> now, nah, look, Alpha's still doing his thing. Um, yeah, there's not really much to it. Like, Alpha's Alpha. Voice. You know, he's, he's Alpha's cleaning Alpha's, up. Yeah. And I think he's, he serves a purpose. Yeah, I think it might be in Turbo or something where, like, his voice is dramatically different and it's almost kind of annoying, but. Maybe we'll get to that one day. One day. One day. David Youst as Billy Cranston. The former Mighty Morphin Blue Power Ranger and Blue Ninja Power Ranger. <laughs> Billy has retired from being a Power Ranger, electing to instead assist Alpha. Billy, I don't know if it stems from my favorite color being blue has always been my favourite. I reckon that is literally where it stemmed from. But Billy is a character, just all of it, the whole package, Triceratops, you know, all of it. Um, Yeah, Billy's always been a favourite. And honestly, and that's why I'm so happy 
to have him back in the fold. You know, once and always, uh, he's a similar role to what he's got here. He seems to be having in the Cosmic Fury show, but just having David Yost back on the show. I mean, we've heard behind the scenes difficulties that he he was having, and it's really noticeable where he leaves after Billy is aged. So already you've got a different actor playing Billy. And something to do with, you know, everybody else, they became adult versions of themselves one way and they used technology or something for him. So therefore it had a, a reverse effect later on and it made him age when it didn't affect the others. But you've got this old guy as Billy. And then you get this distorted video of David Youst. And he's basically saying, hey, I'm going to go and live with the alien rangers. <laughs> that's it. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. I mean, Billy's a Billy's a unique character. Like, he, I think from, like, the start of the show, you know, he's very, like, super, like, you know, nerdy, you know, like dungarees, glasses, <laughs> affirmative. He'd just say like affirmative. You know, like he would. He just the way he spoke, like would like grind my gears. Like he's just so annoying. He's probably had the most growth <laughs> over the four years of any character. Like when we get him, you know, in the third season of Power Ranger, then it's a zero. Like he stopped wearing the glasses. He <laughs> stopped wearing the dungarees. Like he's he's definitely like he's he's grown up. I think. Having him still in this in this season, in some capacity, I take it better than nothing. Even though it's not a Power Ranger, he's not doing any of the action stuff. I think having him there still, there's that familiarity of like you know the original show. He's still there. He's still that sort of go to point. There's a couple of episodes. Um, uh, which one is it? I think episode ten, Graduation Blues, where he's pulled into the principal's office at school. He's told that because of how smart he is and the extra credits and stuff that he's done, that he can graduate early. And he's sort of like, well, what do I do now? And the principal's just like, whatever you want to do. Like, pretty much you can, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here pretty much. Like, it's just like, whatever you do, like, you just can't do it here. So he actually goes, he takes like almost like a sabbatical. He leaves the show. Like, he's not featuring the show for about five episodes. He goes to the, you know, the Alien Rangers planet. We don't see this happen. We just see him being like, oh, I'm going on a trip. I'll see you guys soon. I'm just going to learn some stuff, hang out with them, hang out with that alien chick that he kind of had a bit of a thing with. Um, and then we just don't see him for five episodes. And then he comes back. But it's like that has no effect on anything. Like, it's not like, oh, I've come back and I've learned all this stuff. It's just like, I'm back now. Okay. So, like, like they they just, they didn't need him. They sidelined him. Maybe it gives a bit of context for as you're talking about, you know, like when he goes through that old man kind of period and it's like, well, we need the the aliens will will have the technology to to help him. And and then it's like, oh, well, now I'm going to go live with them. The actor (laughs) was clearly no longer on the show anymore, but the character was. So they're like, right, how can we make this work? And it's just, it's such... Because everything you're saying, absolutely. He adds so much by being on the show still, even though he's not morphing. 
having him be on the show, it adds so much credibility. It goes back to when it first started. That's, that's what was so good about Austin St. John coming back yeah. and now being the Gold Range. It's like, oh, okay, so it's new, but it feels like, you know, what we first fell in love You've with still got we that familiar. Rangers. Yeah, Absolutely. But the way that it's so obvious now when you go back and watch it, when you dig a little into it, it's like, okay, so what was happening, you know, behind the scenes, like for him, like, was what was happening on the show? I mean, apparently he left the series due to homophobic bullying that he suffered from the crew, not the cast, but the crew. So he was having a hard time and he ended up leaving. And like a lot of Power Rangers actors, if you go on IMDb, you're going to see Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Power Rangers. Like, that's what this cast does. Amy Jo Johnson, no, she went on. She's done many different things. But for the most part, a lot of the cast, a lot of the main Power Rangers cast, they just do Power Rangers. But anyway, all these years later, he's come back to the show. I always find it surprising when you see a Power Rangers actor turn up and do like something else and find success outside of Power Rangers. There's another example, and it's a series of Power Rangers that I've never seen, but I'm talking about Rose McIver. You know, she was in iZombie. She's now on the US remake of Ghosts. Have you, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, right. She, yeah, I don't know which one, but she did a series of Power Rangers. It was way before she did iZombie, and I, I don't even know which one it was, but I'm sure that she did a series of Power Rangers. But, but again, but for the most part, um, oh, she was in Power Rangers RPM. I don't even know what that right. stands for, but she, she did that one in 2009. She was in 32 episodes. I mean that that would that'd be like that season then. I think what like even the what thing. even is it? What is that one? What is Power Rangers? Well, it's it's RPM? a car one. It's another car one. So it's oh, like no. turbo. Oh like no, RPM. No. It's like I'm not ready revs to talk about per, revs per yeah, minute, isn't it? Oh yeah, that is. Oh, that's absolutely. That's a car thing, isn't it? I drive <laughs> a car, but I am not a car guy. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Billy, having Billy here, it's bloody fantastic. Billy Cranston, bit of trivia. Uh, the character was named after Brian Cranston, who did additional voices for monsters in the early seasons of Power mm. Rangers. Love that bit of trivia. That's always a good one. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, again, good to have them. But then, yeah, you can tell there's, there's definitely stuff behind the scenes happening. And we've obviously since found out, like, you know, just terrible, terrible shit that just shouldn't have gone on. Um, but I think obviously he's, he's found peace with that and has returned to the 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 world of power rangers and stuff which is great i mean um, it's worth yeah there clearly was just yeah finding ways to get him out of the show for periods of time and then yeah just not even at the end of the season it was what like a, a handful of episodes oh yeah no, they the had end. more episodes to go i was just going to say before we move on that so him returning to power rangers is under netflix so it changing of the guy for sure yeah, you know, I so mean, the guard yeah. changed so much. I mean, like, we had the Disney era, and then what was uh, I think? Did it go back to Saban after Disney? You know, when they did like the Samurai and all that. Those I've not seen. Any, well, probably what? not surprise you. I've not seen any of that. <laughs> 
yeah well that yeah i don't know after saban it was disney and then i think it went back to saban and then now it's hasbro yeah good times good times. And it's, so definitely it's the all new yeah new stuff. well all new now i mean this is the 30th anniversary of power rangers and what netflix are doing after cosmic fury rebooting the whole thing and they're looking at having tv series movies all interconnected which will be you know new characters new cast yeah, but in the meantime, we're getting to see the end of what started in 93, which which has got me back on board because you know, I was there at the beginning and I'm I'm here at the end. <laughs> we are nowhere near the end. <laughs> we are You know what I mean no, not, like Cosmic Fury until... Cosmic Fury. Oh, that, that's what you mean. That's, that's what, what I mean. mean. No, 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 I thought you meant with Zio. I'm like, mate, no, at least three more seasons, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe no, two. No. Two more seasons. And we get Ernie. Ernie, a little bit, you know, the owner of Angel ah, Grove yes. Youth Center and Juice Bar. Yeah, he has a bit of a, he has a bit of a, a story point where, like, he opens like a, a juice bar on the beach, and there's like, a, I don't know, that's the most he does. And that's Ernie. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Richard Janiel is back as Ernie. He was there in the beginning as well. I've got to be honest, right? I know I'm not alone in this, but. Paul Shire and Jason Narvi as Bulk and Skull. Honestly, these guys, obviously buffoons from episode one. But, you know, there is some growth with these characters. Uh, but here, they are, well, initially they're junior police officers, then private detectives. But when they're going through their junior police officer phase, I was getting strong police academy vibes. Obviously, like a, a more kiddie version of that, but you know, sure. you've always got that, you know, musical, you know, bulk and skull theme, you know, whenever Every they're doing something time. buffoonish. Every time, yeah. But I don't know, like, yeah, getting you know, police academy vibes, and you know, you've got uh Greg Bullock as uh Lieutenant Stone, and then later Detective Stone, and just their interactions, and you know the squirting mustard in his face, and you know whatever hijinks they're getting up to. But more than ever, finding Bulk and Skull really fun. Yeah, I think what what really helps is that we're many years away from like they you know when they were just like punky bully type characters where they literally would just cause like they'd be antagonistic and like i mean not severely but like they're just they're pretty shitty characters as well just in terms of like people but like now you know like yeah like you said like they've matured a bit they're like they're trying to you know like they're, they're working they're trying to do something and they're trying to do good like they're being you know, police and then invest like they're trying to help they're trying to do something they admire the power rangers they want to do as much good as they can like so they're good they become good characters obviously still useless and like goofy and just like yeah it's a slapstick show whenever they're on screen but you know that's just that just breaks up the it's it's a part of the the power ranger show oh like, absolutely just... they they definitely do contribute a lot yeah like I mean, they're they're it works like do you know what I mean? yeah, it's not I... just falling flat like they're generally fully you know I think... They're generally funny, and they do the pratfalls, and 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 you know, not just the comedy. Like we, you know, talked about school that episode where he's playing the piano. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going, ah, oh, this is a different, sc- oh, a different and, side, and he, the character, and he's so concerned about what Bulk's gonna think. 
And yeah. A very sweet moment to have at the end where Bulk's like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was a great moment. And we mentioned the episode where they go to the alien world and they generally do help, like save the day. They generally oh, do yeah. help. And then they're saying to the, you know, the Rangers, they're no longer morphed. And they're like, no, really, we, we helped. And Tommy's like, yeah, no, I believe you. And they're like, oh, like, you don't say that. Us. Yeah, and it's like, no, yeah, we really believe you. If, them saving the day, that reminded me a little bit of um, Lewis Tully at the end of Ghostbusters 2. He was in the outside <laughs> of the museum and he's got the pack and he generally is helping. Anyways, <laughs> oh, they do the, they, oh, they've got they their, contributed. They've got the whole, um, like the first half of this season with um, Goldar and, and Rito, oh, that's right. And Rita, and, yeah, Rita's brother. Yeah, like they're lost on Earth. Like they're like they're in Angel Grove. They've got no memories. They don't know where they are. And they <laughs> Balkan Skull take them in, and they like I don't know. There's there's lots of just goofy antics there with them. I think it's just a good way to still have Goldar and Rito. You know, I mean, obviously they paid for the costumes, so they're going to use them. And you know, like kind of Goldar's especially like an iconic sort of character that I guess I don't know. It's kind of a interesting pairing like kind of silly it but is I think, but i was nice to see him and still have goldar in the show when goldar was a villain again i was happy for that to to happen yeah, like, yeah. I, I was it, it worked for a time and then okay let's let's stop doing that now you mentioned ernie's venture his beach club we've got emily who's working there she's a love interest to jason and emily Played by Leslie Tesh Peterson. Yeah, so she obviously mainly she has like that one episode, and then she yeah, pops she's, up. I think like maybe one more time. <laughs> mainly in the background, you'll see her just walking, yeah. giving someone a drink or whatever. And it's that thing, just like okay, so Ernie sporadically throughout the show is in it, but you get the feeling that like Zordon in Mighty Morphin or David Fielding, he did a handful of days. Okay, so we're just going to chop up your scenes and sprinkle them throughout the season. And that's probably what's happening with this Emily character. Because you mainly just get, like, there'll be an episode, and then just in the background, she's just waiting tables. So it feels like she's in it more than she probably was. Mentioned Tommy's brother already, who was adopted by the same Native American, uh, Sam Trueheart, Tommy met while retrieving his piece of the Zeo crystal. And Eric Frank, real life brother of Jason David Frank, playing his brother in the show. Did you watch these sequences of episodes? So, episode 18, Inner Spirit, and then 19, 20, 21, Challenges, Found and Lost, Brother, Can You Spare an Arrowhead? Did you watch those? Yeah, I episodes? saw, yes. Uh, challenges and um, when searching for the other half of an arrowhead tommy finds its owner and it's his brother so that's where it's revealed in that episode yep now i saw that she watched one of them anyway <laughs> that's that's fine i mean it's pretty self-explanatory but like there's a yeah i mean there's a few like moments between you know like tommy and his brother and it's it's like it's interesting because they get to play with the whole like secret identity stuff a bit with this as well. And there's moments where like, you, you know, like, you know, David is as in like the brother, David is, is like, it's like, Oh no, like we've got to, we've got to go and like 
save my brother and do stuff and he's having an argument with the red ranger and then you know tommy's like hang tight takes his helmet off he's like your brother's okay like i'm right here like they, i don't know they they do a few things there's a few nice moments but that is a good moment yeah I like overall, overall it's kind of like a four episode sort of just like sub story that just kind of occurs and it's like cool if we wanted to streamline this show this all would have been dropped so as a big as a big yeah. threat on this show you've got the machine empire how have we not mentioned them well <laughs> if i'm going to sum up the machine empire in one word ridiculous oh no do you know what another one downgrade they're just yeah. ah ridiculous i've said it it's I mean, hard I, any, yeah. When when they when we do get back to like Rita and Zed, like they come back and they're in their like RV and it's just, it's so stupid and which sounds ridiculous. And, I mean, I'm saying I'm just oh, I'm, like, see now I'm saying ridiculous <laughs> too much, but just Zed and Rita in an RV really is. <laughs> but they got the whole crew, like like Finsters there and stuff. Like it's and like boo oh, and back. It's, the gang and squat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we've got these bloody machine and it's like, isn't the machine empire guy, whatever is I forget his name, uh King Mondo, isn't that Rita's dad? Like, wasn't that established? Oh at really? Some point? Uh, I mean, so oh, I mean King Mondo ruler of the Machine Empire. I didn't realize I don't think so. I thought that was something, or was that, is that someone a thing? else? Maybe that was some other character. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Never I have mind. noticed. Let's proceed as if that's not. <laughs> I've noticed though that Barbara Goodson, who voices Rita, she does voice quite a few other characters. I mean, she's the voice of Prince Sprocket. She's the voice of Orbus. So you know, she's mm. um, she's doing quite a few roles there. So as the voice of King Mondo, we've got David Stenstrom. A lot of these names. I don't know from anything else. Like we've got Oliver Page as the voice of Clank, who is a robot that is loyal to King Mondo and Queen Machina. But Queen Machina, though, is an actress that I am very familiar with, Alex Borstein. Are you familiar with her? I can't say I am. So she did this, but... Later, uh, famed for doing multiple voices on the hit animated sitcom Family Guy. She's oh, Lois Griffin. I'm just, I'm just Googling her now. Yes, she is Lois Griffin. She oh, is no. also in the live action Catwoman movie. And I'm sure she's done other things as well. But again, like a lot of these actors I just know from Power Rangers. But she's done quite a few other things as well. <laughs> she's made it. She's <laughs> she's she's done well. She's been in multiple. She's things. made it. Um, oh. oh, actually, um, yeah. So Orbus. It's quite funny that Orbus was voiced by Barbara Goodson because it's a floating module that is paired with Clank, and when swung around by Clank, Orbus will make the monster grow. Rita Repulsa famously would say, make my monster grow. (laughs) So they, I mean, I was going to say earlier, but this show repeats itself a lot. So that works for Rita. So, hey, let's get the actress to say here for this other character. Introduce the Green Ranger, Tommy Oliver, as a villain, then turns good. 
introduced a new pink ranger as a villain then turns good it's like hey you know it worked once let's try it again mm. and then there's <laughs> there's other robots and then we've got evil space aliens multiple aliens and of course we've got the old favorites we've got finster and i didn't realize this right referred to as a leprechaun themed henchman i didn't realize that's what they were going for with finster a leprechaun what i mean that's uh that's what they're saying and we've got you know goldar the manticore themed minion Sometimes he has wings, sometimes he doesn't. You know, that's all fun. And you mentioned, you know, he and Rito. Rito, that's how you pronounce his name, I think. Uh, amnesia following the command center's explosion. Lord Zed, you know, it's always cool seeing him. I remember, I think I talked about it when we reviewed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. In the UK, how we got it in the morning, not on satellite, which, you know, Sky or Foxtel here in Australia on free-to-air TV, on the morning show or the Today Show, you'd get like 10-minute segments of Power Rangers. Or maybe less than that. I think they broke like an episode up into three parts. But at the time of Lord Zed coming onto the show, they'd do like the countdown to Zed. And I think you had it here, but that was amazing and then like on the screen you'd have the z logo and a number how many days it was until he would arrive and he was yeah, going to be he... a badass and everybody was looking he was he was when he arrived remember he like kicked reader out like he was like i am in charge he sat on his throne he was insane like he's crazy and then i, I recall wasn't there something like Rita put a spell on him or something to make him fall in love with her, and he kind of became stupid after that. Yeah, um, and he became a joke, and, you know, he's in an RV, as you've said, on, on this. <laughs> it, it's a whole thing. Like, and even with the movie, Ivan Ooze, you know, he was the mm. big bad in, in that movie. And, and again, you know, Cosmic Fury, I know I'm watching it and you haven't started, but as well as back, having... Eh? Yes, and he's in the trailers, as well as having yeah. Billy back... Lord Zed is in the trailer, so it does feel like, you know, hey, we're going to give you a conclusion to what started in 93, so it is really cool having Lord Zed back, and there's a few gags, if I'm honest, but it's not as silly as this era of Lord Zed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wacky, but I mean, look, I, I still get a bit of a kick, and maybe it's all the nostalgia and stuff, I get a kick of, like, a kick out of these, of, like, these alien villains, you know, like Reader and, and Zed and stuff like that, you know, like going back to like the Machine Empire bunch of characters. You know, you got the Scottish fella swinging his thing around and around and away we go. And then the thing is big. And it's just like anytime there's the transition, you know, the scene cut to, you know, we're going to the Machine Empire sort of scenes. And it's just like those cogs like turning. And I was just like, oh, this is horrid. Like, it really is. But what you've just said there about like character away, away, like even you know, this, as I'm watching, it's like, it makes absolutely zero sense that this character would have a Scottish accent. It makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever. Or, yeah, like, whatever. Why would it even be a thing? But okay, so we're talking about Zeo as being like season four of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Where the hell does Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers fit? That was like, I mean, that was only like 
10 episodes or something, wasn't it? I know it was a miniseries, but is, is that between season three of Mighty Morphin and this? Yes. Because it's like the the Alien Rangers sort of mini season thing was when the Rangers were turned into kids and they went on their Zeo Crystal hunt. Oh, okay. Which, so that, that, that makes then, sense. Yeah, and then when they got back at the end of that run of episodes, that's when the command center was destroyed and it was like, oh, we're too late. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all very... very Design-wise... They look pretty rubbish, I think. Yeah. And I think, look, this is where they've started. You know, they again, they, they've lent into, okay, we're going to go to the Super Sentai series, Shoriko Sentai Oranger or whatever you pronounce it. We're going to use footage from that, which includes the villains, I guess. And this season, they are like these robot-type characters. But they don't, I don't know, they, it's not as interesting. They kind of switch it out a bit. There's like King Mondo's son. King Mondo kind of disappears for a bit. And then, I don't know, there's some other kind of villains that sort of rock up for a bit, like Prince Gasket and Princess Akarina for a few episodes until they eventually go like, oh, no, we're going to we're gonna get out of here. And it's, yeah, now, overall, you know, in summary about these villains, just like, are forgettable and I'm I'm happy to move past the machine empire and never look back. Yeah, no, me me too. With with the costumes, we've we've done it already. We've talked about um, you know, Power Rangers Zero being the first season of Power Rangers to follow the Super Sentai practice of annual Ranger suit changes. And this is the first Power Ranger series to have wrist mounted morphers. I guess we'd see it a lot more as the series went on but until this obviously it was the belt buckle they held it up and it's morphin time and i do kind of like this look nothing can can come compared to like this morphin time with the you know i kind of like it's like like hold up the wrist and it's like zero ranger one pink or whatever and it's just like (laughs) like, it does work uh, and it's fine but yeah there's no beating It's morphin time. You you know, save two tiger. Yeah, sure. you know, it, it's kind of like you, you're never gonna touch that. But this this does work though. It's just interesting uh, that we are getting wrist mounted morphers here, and then that's pretty common throughout most of the later seasons, isn't it? I mean, turbo they're putting keys into the wrists or whatever, whatever they're doing <laughs> there, shifting into turbo. I know we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> um. Oh, the music, you know, the uh, Go-Go Power Rangers Zeo version by Ron Wasserman, you know, who's been a mainstay (laughs) throughout a lot of Power Rangers shows. Uh, It it works. But, I mean, again, it's no, you know, Go-Go Power Rangers. But it's it's good. It works. They're stronger than before. Um, They're always stronger than before. (laughs) I don't know. It does work. I, I do like it. I, I do. I do. I do like it. Uh, did you want to go through some episodes then? If there's any in particular that we've not mentioned, um, yeah. that are particular favourites of yours. Um, well, I'll stick to the first like 25 episodes first. Um, oh, no, no, time. no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think I've. I think I've covered the main ones where things sort of happen, like 
Kimberly breaks up with him, the brother, the Christmas episode. Yeah, look, the first 25 episodes really is, I mean, boom, set up the set up the Zero Rangers and like the new format of the show and all that kind of jazz. Um, you've got the goofiness of like Bulk Skull, Goldar and Rito, that happening in the first half. Um, they're still police cadets or whatever in, in this in this half. Um, Billy disappears. It's, it's very much like rinse and repeat episodes besides the ones I've mentioned. So the other ones are pretty much like, here's the bad guy. All right, cool. Fight him. They're big. Fight him again. Boom. Like, I mean, that's doing, a formula. That's, doing, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's the show. That's pretty much the first. There's no real ongoing stories except for a handful of episodes where it's like, oh, the multi, you know, multi-episode sort of little mini arcs. And even some of them aren't really big. When you get to the second half of, of the season from episode 28, The Power of Gold, um, we're introduced to all that. Pretty much the gold kind of story arc is where it all kind of kicks in and, and that's sort of happening. Like I said, episode 35, like Mondo gets sort of, you know, like he tries one last ditch to get things done and then he's sort of sidelined for a bit. Then he comes back. Um, oh, yeah, like the 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 thing where, you know, they're on jet skis and then Tommy disappears. Oh, yeah. That I was, was going to ask, did <laughs> Did you watch that episode? That's episode 44, uh, 41, 41, sorry. Where in the world is Zeo Ranger 5? That's the title of that episode. While jet skiing on the lake, Tommy is abducted by Prince Gasket in an effort to break up the Zeo Rangers. You know, when I was approaching this, okay, so there's like, even though there's one season of Zeo, there's about 50 episodes. So they chose to make one massive season instead of multiple seasons. I'm not quite sure what the reasoning behind that was. But when I was looking at doing prep for this, okay, so where am I going to start? Which was always going to be episode one, Ezio beginning part one. But when I was looking, well, yeah, but I was looking, okay, so what are people saying online? What are people referring to as the best Zeo episodes of all time? So I'll take those episodes and then I'll add to it. But make sure I'm covering or watching what people are saying are the best like ones the are. Key episodes, absolutely. So looking at that list, do you know what the first entry was? Episode 12, which is like quite a few <laughs> the episodes in. The which, one. yeah, is his instrument of destruction. And then we've got episode 19, Challenges, uh, when searching for the other half of an arrowhead. That's the one where Tommy comes across his yeah. brother. And then we jump to episode 27, The Power of Gold. And that is uh, one of the, maybe not the first or an early appearance of the Gold Ranger. It's the first. And then, it's the first. Okay, the first. Then we're jumping to episode 34. Uh, a golden homecoming. So this is around the time when they are focusing on the gold ranger. And then we jump again. We're mid to late forties. So we've got King for a day. Uh, the Rangers learn that Prince Casket has captured Tommy. Prince Casket erases Tommy's memory. So that's when we get like evil Tommy or he's going up against the Rangers. So that was fun. You know, that was a two parter. Yeah. Oh. I'll say something with that two-parter because it's relevant for when we talk about the Zero movie after, um, where like they do like Cat does the you know, just takes a helmet off and it's like Tommy, you know me, remember me, 
it's important. Remember that. Okay. Because <laughs> that brings him back and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Like, she took a helmet off and it was like, look at me as a person and, like, you'll remember. And he does. And he snaps out of his little brainwash thing. Remember that. I, I know. Well, I will remember it. And I know we've got the Turbo movie next. But in that film, Cat is the only Zero Ranger who almost morphs. But the morphing sequence doesn't complete because a morpher got wet. Oh, my God. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save it. And, yeah, and then, you know, good as gold. Uh, Jason continues to lose the golden powers, but is confronted by Rita and Lord Zed. And then the original gold ranger comes back, and he can have his powers again. And mm. it's a whole thing. And, and I watched... Uh, um... Yeah. I watched episode 49, Hawaii Zero. Um, I'll be honest, I can't remember what it's about, but well, all I know is. Episode, so I figured I should all watch it. Just... I know is that I went from episode 48 to episode 50. I missed, I missed the Hawaii episode. I maybe, I'll, about, maybe I'll go back. You know, I want to no, give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Power Rangers Official on YouTube. I was able to watch. <laughs> All these episodes on YouTube. Good on you. Like it's oh, all yeah, there. For sure. It is it. it is all there. Now I mentioned I've Boom got the DVDs, but that's okay. Yes, they I are don't I don't have them. <laughs> I mentioned Boom Studios earlier, who are still continuing to put out comics, who you know the comics are continuing, you know, on from the shows. It is mainly, you know, the Mighty Morphin era, uh, but they're doing some good things. In the comics, but interestingly, so before Boom Studios, Image Comics began publication of a Power Rangers Zero comic in August 1996. It featured uh, scripts by Tom and Mary Beerham and art by Todd Nook and Norm Rappermund. Four issues were drawn, but only one was released before Image Comics lost the license so you can look on ebay and you can find issue one of power rangers by image comics but that's it that is all they all they published but then again like if you want more recent comics and ongoing series boom studios is is the place to go and interestingly in 2018 the zeo rangers appeared in shattered grid it was a crossover event between teams from all eras commemorating the 25th anniversary of the original tv series uh, it was published in mighty morphin power rangers issues 25 to 30 and various tie-ins a power rangers zeo story by kyle higgins and marcus toe was published in mighty morphin power rangers 2018 annual as part of the crossover so that was that was fun, and I did I did read that. So I read that before I actually watched the show. But that was uh, that was <laughs> that was fun. And then you've got Beyond the Grid, uh, the follow up to Shattered Grid, uh, was published in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issues thirty one to thirty nine. It saw Tanya joining a new team alongside the Ranger Slayer, the Magna Defender, Cameron. Andros and the Dark Ranger. So it gets very interesting. And this is probably outside of what you're familiar with. This is. You don't know who Andros is. <laughs> no, I do. He's a character. Was he a Red Ranger with like a streak in his head or something? Like this? Sure no? He's from in space. Yeah, he's cool. 
There you go. We've got got to watch. We've got to get up to in space. I can't. I can't. I'm stopping at Turbo. But are you? Do you know who Ranger Slayer is? No idea. Not a clue. Ranger Slayer (laughs) is a pink Ranger, and it's an alternate version of Kimberly Hart. Oh, I've seen the toy. You've seen seen the toy, and it started here. Oh, it wow. was a comic before it was a toy. And they just released yeah. a Power Rangers annual this year, and it gave a preview of an upcoming Power Rangers comic co-written by Amy Jo Johnson. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, whether it's Netflix, whether it's, you know, Boom Studios, there's still new Power Rangers content. Yeah, I do like it when you... um when you talk about the comics on Sounds Like Comics, it seems very relevant. Um, <laughs> it's why I started the podcast in, in the first place. It's good to actually yeah. talk about comics, at least for yes. a percentage of the of the episode. Yes. Well, yes. All right, then. It's like justifying why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've done it. Zio, if you're going to rate it out of five. Oh, boy. Um, it's always kind of tricky, you know, like rating power rangers like these old shows they are of a certain quality you know like it's what it is and i think when we watch it whether we're watching it like through nostalgic lenses or just out of pure curiosity as of like oh look what a concept you know like what the show is you know like reused footage and an american version of this thing it's 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 crazy look it's not a great show. <laughs> it's it's just not. This season isn't. I mean, it's it's kind of on par, though. I suppose with what's come before, like in terms of quality and stuff. I mean, overall, the villains really bring it down because they're just not as interesting. But then it's like they don't shy away from giving us Rita and Zed again. Um, I'm I'm still liking this Ranger team. You know, like they're it's familiar of what come before so this very much does feel like a season four of this show and, and this continuity which which is great even though there's certain characters that don't really shine adam rocky's a dope i can't <laughs> yeah. even remember if her name is tanya or tanya to, it's I'll be tanya like, <laughs> okay i will take your word for it um but i mean We've still got Tommy and he's great. Cat's there and she's quite delightful and they they do stuff with her at least. Like that's that's there. We've still got Zordon. It's still very much Power Rangers as we know it, and there'll always be that nostalgia and sort of enjoyment of it from that. And look, I watch some of these episodes with quite ease. Like I'm watching it and I'm still going, like, ah, oh, look, it's corny, it's cheesy, the dialogue is awful. Um you know, like there's that episode where, or there's an episode where, like, they're looking after this baby, and it's like, oh, look, it's an Asian baby. And I realized the reason that baby is Asian is because later on, when you see some Japanese footage, the baby is Asian. So I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's just things like that. I'm watching it, and I'm just, there's so much curiosity that I have for things that are going on, and I'm trying to dissect and work out what I'm watching. And it's, I don't know, there's, there's fun and the Power Rangers always have that special place to me. And I guess I'll say that every time I watch stuff. But anyway, I'm rambling on. Zeo is, it still works. It seems like it's the first of dramatic changes and, and the new format of the show kind of going forward, a yearly sort of change. 
I don't know how to put a number on it though. Like, because everything is terrible about it, like production wise and <laughs> acting and quality. But enjoyment just, though, nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like a three is a nice number where it's like, look, anything else would be silly if I went higher than that. But it's like, I had an enjoyable, pretty easy breezy time watching this. Like, it wasn't a chore to watch. Sometimes there were some episodes where, like, they were, you know, I was doing something on my phone, prepping another podcast or doing stuff with the kids as, as it was on, but I was still kind of watching it. Easy, digestible stuff. Um, you're probably not meant to watch episodes back to back, though. I think there was a reason they were broadcast one day at a time, just to sort of break it up, because it does get repetitive. But that's Power Rangers. That's it. But yeah, this is much like the Mighty Morphin show, but a little bit different. Some new things. Yeah, three out of five. I don't know. That's I can't really pick another number. You talk now because I feel like I just rambled a lot. <laughs> I mean, three three is an easy number. I find up. I always say on the podcast, three is a recommend. And yeah, this is a show to to recommend. I mean, if it's somebody who's into Power Rangers, no need. They've watched it already. Uh, but if it's somebody <laughs> like me who stopped at a particular point, which was the end of Mighty Morphin, like yeah, sure, go. And you know, go back and and watch these episodes. So it's like I do feel like I've got nostalgia, but as I've said in this podcast, I've not seen Zero before, so I've not got nostalgia for this show in particular, but a nostalgia for these actors and these characters. So I really did enjoy going back and watching this and filling in some of the gaps because I have seen Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, before, and I've seen it a few times. Because I got tricked into thinking it was an actual movie after that first movie. Where That's anyway, <laughs> it's like a TV pilot, but we will get to it. Or maybe that's no, they, they did put some money towards it. They spent some money on Turbo, but it does feel lesser than that first movie. But anyway, Zio, like you, I'm gonna come in. Yeah, three out of five. I think that is a good score i mean you're absolutely right not just power rangers but most television it wasn't built to binge like we have it today you didn't have a streaming service where you could just binge a whole episode of a tv show mm. on a friday as a new release like it's weekly television it's kids tv and like what i got in the uk like sometimes a single episode would get broken up over multiple days and you'd watch it you know Bites. Oh, that's just madness. That's, that's, <laughs> hey, it's that's all great. we had at the time on free-to-air TV. I was happy yeah. at the time. But then but my think... mates who had satellite TV, and they were so far ahead of me. And like, I'm watching the Green Ranger, and they're like, there's a White Ranger. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, that was, <laughs> that, was my, that was my childhood. Um, but yeah, three out of five, I think, is a good, a good score. It's... It's not for anybody that doesn't like or has any interest in Power Rangers at all, because it is Power Rangers. But if you're interested yeah. like we are, then there's definitely things to like. Uh, but if you're going to binge it, there is a lot of repetition. I think I think the approach that I think we both we both took with it was and me. I extended myself a little bit further, but like I did the same thing. You know, like find a list of key episodes or the best episodes or. I found a really good list. I can't remember what website it was, but it was like 
it kind of broke down. Okay, here are important episodes, not necessarily the best episodes, but some. It kind of explained what happened of relevance in the episode. So it was like, hey, this explores this character a bit more, or this character has a bit more. Like there's something happens to to them, so it's like ah, oh, kind of key important moments. So not necessarily the best episodes or the biggest story points, but it's like relevant context stuff. And then I picked and chose from there. Where I was like, I don't really care about that. I don't care about oh, it develops Tanya's character. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> skipping that one. I mean that stuff that like is that. that's a good that's a good approach. I shared my list with you before you shared your list with me, and wow, I was. It would have shots. been a shorter list if I <laughs> if I showed you what I didn't watch. It would have been. Well, when I saw your up. list, I was like, "Wow!" But anyway, that is our episode all about Power Rangers Zio. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Jason, thanks for being on the show today. When am I coming back? Shortly. <laughs> Turbo, a Power Rangers <laughs> movie. <laughs> All right, I won't go anywhere. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll, I'll sit and wait. <laughs> As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>